that sound. There's a hustle. Fabi J. There was a rustle. And here's how to do it. This is Finance T with Paris K. Hey, hey, hey. It is your girl, Paris K. And today I am joined by a millennial real estate investor named Brianna. And before we jump into all the questions, I'm going to give her a chance to give you guys a brief bio of who she is and what she does. Hello, everybody. So again, I'm Brianna Berry. I am a real estate investor. I purchase distressed homes. I rehab them up to the current market value. And then I put tenants in and keep it as a long-term passive income stream. Most recently, I ventured off into the beauty industry. My most recent investment property contains a hair salon. So we just opened March 3rd, I want to say. Second or third, one of the two. (laughs) But then we were forced to close because of this whole pandemic that's going on. But I am also a beauty salon owner. So I do residential and then this is my first commercial property. Which is super dope. Yes, so, thank you. Before you were an investor, what did you do prior? So, my investment is actually my side hustle. My, I have a nine to five. I'm a human resource specialist working in employee relations. So, that's what I do on a day to day basis, nine to five, Monday through Friday. But on my spare time, in between time, I am a real estate investor. Okay. And how many properties do you own? currently currently i own two investment properties okay yeah and so the first property is the property that you own prior to the beauty bar i would assume right yes okay and what is that a condo single family home townhouse so my first property is actually a condo okay in prince george's county okay so what made you venture off to go to Baltimore versus Prince George's County? I'm pretty sure it's the price, but <laughs> yes, that you're absolutely right. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so I attended a course. So what got me into investing? It wasn't actually this first property. When I went and bought my first property, I just simply was just buying a, a house. I wanted my very own house. It was my very first house of my own that I wasn't renting. So I just was saving up. I purchased this house and I had no idea what I actually had. I just thought I had a house, but really I had way more than just a house. I had an investment property. I had a property that could make me money. And I didn't realize that until I attended a land, attended a Landover Labels course. Mm-hmm. And one of my mentors now, India Monet, she taught me a lot about what I know about investing. So she opened my eyes to the possibilities of what I could obtain through mm-hmm. investing in real estate. So she's like, girl, you already own that. You can do this, this, and this. And just opened my eyes to a lot. And once she did that, I just got fully engaged myself and started doing some other, you know, research and learning. And I just learned a whole lot from then. And then I just took off. So she actually, like, ignited that flame, I would say. And then from there, I just took off myself. Okay. So how long after you attended the program did you decide that you was going to purchase another property? So maybe about a year Purchasing investment properties are scary because you're putting a lot of your money into these properties and you don't know mm-hmm. what's going to happen. So, yeah, I attended the course. I knew about what I what I could do with investing, but I still was kind of scared at first. Right. 
But once I started digging deeper and learning more and just getting more mentors, I understood a lot more. And when you understand like what your money can do for you and where it's going and why it's going there and you manage the risk, you're, you'll be more comfortable putting a lot of money into these investment properties because you, you know that it'll come back. Right. The process that I teach is we, I do a risk analysis for any property that I go into. And I always have an exit strategy. So I may think one thing going in and if something changes that, because some stuff is unpredictable, I always have an exit strategy where I can still get out and still make a profit, if that makes sense. Right. So basically like selling a property, if anybody doesn't know what a risk analysis is, because you give them like a brief overview of what a risk analysis would be or what you factor into a risk analysis. Yeah, it's a lot of things that factors into a risk analysis. You want to location is one location are there stores around this area what is the Mm -hmm. school board district like is it an eat play work area that's what i want to know like what's the history on this area also you want to look at the homes around and see what the current homes are selling for in that area to see what your your equity may be there's a lot there's a lot that goes on with investing and i also have a mentorship Mm -hmm. course that i teach a lot of the in-depth of real estate investing. Okay. So similar to the risk analysis, it's kind of like maybe like a comp report that somebody would probably get with if they were looking at a property, maybe. Correct. Is that a good yes, way of putting that's it? Enough. Yes, you definitely make sure you pull your comps. Absolutely. I wouldn't get a property without putting the comps. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were looking at the properties and you basically decided on which property you were going to purchase, how did you determine what type of funding you were going to get for your particular property? So first things is to, you want to reach out to the bank so you can analyze your financial situation. I wouldn't say it's, it's written in black and white. Like what works for me may not work for the next person. What works for the, that person may not work for me. So it just depends on your situation, what you're trying to get and work with your banks to determine what the best option is for you. So Every property may be different. The way I did this current property is different than the way I did my first property. So it just depends on what you're trying to do with it. So did you use the bank or I know some people use like hard money loans and some people use other people's money. Like basically they're getting their family members and they invest their money all to get more pool their resources together and then they buy the property. Yeah. So I use the bank for both of my properties, but I'm not opposed to using other people's money or hard money lenders. Only thing with hard money lenders is that they tax you. They get like a 10% off of whatever you get, at least 10% off of whatever amount that you request from them for the house. So I would try to stay away from hard money lenders if I could, but that wouldn't deter me. Like if I needed a property, I didn't have any other option. Okay. And how long did you own your prior property before you purchased this property? So I purchased my first property in 2017 and I just purchased my multifamily in 2019. Okay. And how many units does the multifamily? Cause I know it has the commercial and then I'm, is it two units on the top? So I purchased or? this building as a three unit building. I turned it into a four unit building. Okay. Well, I'm in the process. It's still under construction, but yes, it's the four unit building now. So, when you were picking out contractors to remodel your home, how did you vet out your contractors? Ooh, contracting, this is a <laughs> whole new subject, girl. 
So contractors can be sticky. I've, I use several different contractors for different things, depending on what mm-hmm. I'm seeking. So luckily, I knew a contractor who did my first house. He did an awesome job. So I had him come back, and I pulled his leg to come to Baltimore because my multifamily is in Baltimore, but he's from the DMV area. So he was able, you know, he agreed to came out there and he helped, he assisted me. And I also found another contractor that is stationed in Baltimore. So he also, so I have, I have multiple contractors out there, but you just want to check the reviews on them, Google their businesses. Mm -hmm. Normally they have LLCs and make sure they're registered, make sure they're licensed. I have had some trial and errors. Some things that I learned <laughs> from contractors. I was just about to ask that. Do you have any horror stories as it relates to contractors? Yeah, some lessons. I'll say some lessons that I learned. Just want to make sure everything is spelled out in the contract before they even start anything. Make sure your contract mm-hmm. is signed. Make sure your contract has like the disclosures in there to say, if you can't finish by this agreed date, then there are precautions. Like that, per- that contract needs to pay me because right now I'm losing money. Each day right. counts for an investor because we're trying to hurry up and get these properties completed so we can put them either back on the market or get some tenants to put in to these properties. So we are right. definitely on the time schedule and contractors are, they are not on the time schedule. <laughs> so you kind of have to push them. <laughs> so in order to push people, of course, you use money. You can't finish by this date, then you're going to have to pay me X amount of dollars. So that is one of my gems that I would drop for you guys. <laughs> make sure your contracts are to are you know make sure you analyze those contracts really good and did you make your own contracts or have you gotten a contract from someone else like basically they make them so i've you. done both ways so the contractor that i used previously that i said i used for my condo and i got him to come out to baltimore i didn't put him on a contract because i personally knew him and i kind of knew he wouldn't okay. do me wrong but people that i don't know like the contract that i got from baltimore he actually had his own contract and I used his contract, okay. but his contract was okay. Could have been better. But going forward, I will definitely use my own contracts. I do have templates for contracts now. So that's also included in my mentorship program. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. And when you were vetting out your real estate agent for your multi-unit property, what qualities were you looking for in that real estate agent? Honestly, I kind of know <laughs> what I want. So my first property I found on my own, but of course I needed a real estate agent in order to close the deal for my first property. And then for my second property, I was referred, I reached back out to the real estate agent that I used for my first property and she referred me to somebody else since it was in a, in Baltimore and I was out of her lane. So she, I used the person that she okay. referred me to and they were awesome. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. I know sometimes people look for like realtors that specialize in just like investing and things yes. like that. Sometimes they, they understand just what, are... you're, what you're trying to do and they understand like there's different methods for going about investing versus, you know, getting a property just for yourself. There's a few smaller things that are different. So the investor, I mean, the real estate agent that I used, they they were well versed with investment properties. And I can okay. I can share good, the good. person that I use as well. His name was Jordan. Okay. Let me find the name of the company, though. Like J and J Parker. Hold on, I'm trying to pull them up right now. No, okay, no it's J Parker Group DC on Instagram. So the J Parker Group. Okay. Pretty good. And I'll make sure I get the information for you so I can like at least put it into the description in case somebody wanted to follow yes. him or anything. And when you were vetting out your tenants for your current multi-unit property, 
How did you vet them out? Did you do it? Or did you hire a real estate agent to find no, them? So I am very frugal with my money. And if I can do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I am a believer, though, like if somebody specializes in something, then you need to outsource and let them handle that because that's their expertise. But things like getting the tenants, I actually like doing that. So I recruited all, or, you know, take the pictures, post the pictures. And I definitely I got a lot of um, mm-hmm. traffic coming in from my post that I did for my properties and I went through and scanned and, you know, did a background check on everybody. And then I made my decision. Right. So I would assume that you do self-management of your properties and you don't have a property management company. Correct. So currently I I, um, manage my own properties, but I'm not opposed to getting a property manager. Once my portfolio increases, I definitely will seek out a property manager. But right now I'm pretty good with managing my own properties with having a nine to five. So it's not really an issue right now, mm-hmm. but later down the road, I think I will get one. I also want to venture out like out of state. So mm-hmm. I will definitely have to get a property manager if I do that. So I'm not opposed to property managers. They're awesome. You do have to, you know, find the right one for you, but I'm not opposed to property management at all. They take the stress off of you. And that's what we want. We want passive income where we're not really too heavy hands on. This, this should be passive income that's just flowing in with you not doing much at all. Right. And when your tenants have like any issues or they need repairs to their properties, do you have like electronic software that you use in order to get those tickets or are they just sending you an email? Like, how do you So me and my, process? all of my tenants, actually, we work together really well. They're, my tenants are all awesome. They text me if they need anything, which is very rare. You know, my <laughs> first property, I lived in myself. So I knew every nothing, nothing was wrong with the property. I know everything that goes on in the house. So when she got it, it was, you know, it's up to standards. So she didn't really have any problems. She right. didn't have a toilet issue. And she just texted me like, hey, the toilet is running. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay, I'll send somebody else to come check it. So and that's what I did. And I have people okay. on standby for me. So when I do need them, they're readily available and can assist when needed. And do you have like a recommended software that you use to manage your properties? So I do go through PNC. I bank with PNC. So they have a bit. They have business tools, and I set up my automatic invoices with them. They send electronic invoices for me. I think it's like a fifteen dollar mm-hmm. monthly fee. But yep, so okay. I use that system, and I just go into the system, and I can send e- I can send invoices by email or by mail. Set up automatic drafts, whole nine yards. So that system really works well for me right now. Because I know some people recommend. I'm trying to think of the two that people recommend sometimes. It is cozy. And I've heard a, of Cozy. And I think okay. those are good. I just haven't used them yet. Not saying that I won't, but I okay. haven't heard of those. And it's there's one where you can set it up where the individuals make their payments and it also goes to their credit report. So that's good for individuals who are renting and eventually they want to go out and purchase their own home one day. So having that report to their credit right. showing that they're making good payments increases their credit score, which you know, helps them in the long term to go out and eventually buy their own house. So I'm never holding anybody back. I want to see everybody win. So yes, I do want people to rent from me, but I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I'm not going to tell her nothing because I need her to be with me for life. No, I want to see everybody excel. Exactly. It's always going to be somebody that needs a place to stay. Agree, especially right now. Okay. I feel like more and more people are like moving in the pandemic yes. than ever. I'm like, you moving <laughs> right now? I could not imagine moving either, right now honestly. because, first of all, I would have 
limited mm-hmm. help. <laughs> because everybody going to be scared yes. to come out the house. So I'm going to have to pay somebody. And I'm not used to paying somebody to have to oh, that was an- yes. take myself yes. for one place. That was another thing, <laughs> too. Another thing that I counted with my contract is once this whole pandemic started, they were like, oh, nobody's coming to work today. I'm like, what do you mean nobody's coming to work today? Nobody's in my property. is vacant. <laughs> So it's nobody in. Like right. you're not going to be. It's not ten or more people. So I went through that for like a few days, and then they came around and they were okay. But it's frightening. The pandemic is frightening. So I definitely understand. I definitely was lenient with them. So I just stuck it out, and right. we're getting the, the ball is back rolling. Do you feel like your business has been affected due to COVID nineteen, or you feel like no? My business has definitely been affected. The, only the hair salon, nothing else. And I only say that because my stylist can't work. They forced us to close because we're non-essential. So, right. yes, I am making less than what I typically would make. But our business will definitely stay afloat. You know, I'm not stressing for money or anything like that. Because I did purchase a building and the commercial unit came with it. So, my tenants are covering my mortgage. Right. So, the booths that you have in your beauty bar, how many booths do you have in a beauty bar? Because I know you're renting yeah. them out or right now you're... You're posting that you are renting the booth I have four out, booths but how many at do you the have? Bar right now? Okay, so right now vacant. How many Three. booths are vacant? Yeah. Okay. 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 So if you guys need a booth, you're in Baltimore. Yes. Then <laughs> you guys can go look up the beauty bar and get you a booth. Because right now she has three vacant yes, spots. I have three so vacant spots. People have been inquiring. So I'm thinking that once this pandemic is mm-hmm. over, that you know we'll be right back up and running, and I'll have some more booths filled. But it's a super cute boutique hair salon. Well, it's a beauty bar. So I'm not only looking for hairstylists. I'm looking for makeup artists, mm-hmm. lash techs, estheticians. If you do facials, like anything. If you need a space, let me know. I, I got you. <laughs> send me a DM. Send right. Me a text message, and we can coordinate on that. Yes, the beauty bar. That's that's my baby. And what, what inspired you to so, do the beauty bar? when I was in high school... I used to, I started doing hair when I was eight years old. I started doing my own hair when I was eight years old. So I've always had an interest in hair. I used to say when I grew up, I wanted to be a hairstylist, but it just didn't, the car didn't fall like that. So it's just crazy that years later, I now own a salon. So I don't know, it works out. Like it's a crazy way, but it works out. So I, I do have a huge interest in beauty. I'm a girly girl, so I love makeup i love hair i love all of that stuff so if you all look at my beauty bar pictures you'll also see that it's like a really it's really glamorous in my salon so for the decor how'd you pick out the decor did you go on like pinterest or you already knew like these are my colors like those are the colors that i'm yeah, going so with pink. my down. salon is all pink and my favorite color is pink and like i said i'm a girly girl so i wanted pink and glitter i have the <laughs> salon has glitter floors there's glitter on my wall. There's like glitter everywhere. So it's super cute. And that's just the look that I was going for. I knew I wanted pink and I knew I wanted glitter. So I just added it all together and it, it just came together. I did have some visions though. I did go on Pinterest, put, put together some boards, you know, like mm-hmm. a look board and went from there. Now I'm completely <laughs> opposite with the girly girl thing. I am sweatshirt. I'm sweatpants <laughs> type of girl. Okay. Like I get... Okay, don't get it twisted because I will wear like a cute dress if it's like a gala, a party, something like of that yes. nature. I'm going all out. You know, I'm going to get my face <laughs> beat, all that, lashes to the nine. But I feel like being a it woman is, is super oh expensive, gosh, okay? <laughs> I'm just like, Lord have mercy. Once I calculate 
like one of my goals this year was to be like do more things for myself like as far as my image was related and then once I calculate how much it costs to get my hair done get my nails done actually get my eyelashes done get a yes, face you need a, like, you need a yeah, job by your just to cover like <laughs> your maintenance right <laughs> yes exactly exactly so if you can find a hairstylist that is good and they work mm-hmm. with you and, you know, like you consistently go to them and you know that they're going to treat mm-hmm. your hair with proper yes, care, definitely. you keep going to them. Okay. And that's my stylist that I have in the salon now. She's awesome. She specializes in natural hair and she does a really good color. Mm-hmm. So she's awesome. Her name is Coco Lux on Instagram. Coco Lux underscore, I believe. Okay. I definitely look it up because, you know, I'm always... Yeah, she's awesome. I love her. She's very (laughs) sweet and she's awesome. She does really good hair. She definitely maintains... Like, if you go look at her pictures, everybody that she services, their hair looks really healthy. Mm -hmm. So, she's definitely going to, you know, make sure your hair is up to par. Yeah. That's extremely important (laughs) because, Lord... (laughs) Sometimes your hair don't even be growing. What is going on? Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Somebody (laughs) need to come help me, please. So, what's your future plans so for the beauty, the beauty bar? Is, like I said, we just opened up in March, beginning of March. We are very new. So, I definitely plan to... I want to see how it goes. Mm-hmm. This is my first time opening up a hair salon, beauty bar. So, I want to see how it goes. We definitely are expanding. I have a lash line that has already released the lash luggage. It's a cute little container that looks like luggage. And it has lashes in it. I'm getting ready yes. to release... Some bundles, some hair next month in May. Mm-hmm. And I hope to okay. get into the cosmetic lane. Like, we're going to be expanding. So, within the next few years, just okay. keep following us because we are not going to let up. We always want to be, you know, innovative and keep up with the new trends that's going on. First of all, I wanted to say that the luggage lashes, those are super cute. I was looking at it. Actually, I was strolling on your page <laughs> before you and I <laughs> started recording. I was looking at all your stuff. And I was like, that's real cute. Like, the luggage whole time, that's what everybody yes. is doing right now. They want to leave <laughs> and go to another country. Yes. So, <laughs> you want to look cute while you go to another country. The lash luggage is so, so yes. it's a hard case. So, you can literally throw everything in there. I keep my lashes in there. I keep my tweezers in there, my lash glue. So, it's really convenient you can just get it and go um it's good to put on your in your luggage and your suitcase when you are traveling or like you know how girls go to their friend's house to get ready sometimes like it's really convenient so yes. check out the lash luggage you guys was it really hard for you to vet out like actual merchants for like the lashes the bundles things of that nature because i know sometimes people say they have a hard time like vetting no out i didn't really have a hard time finding the right one for me just took some time. It does take some time to, you know, make sure you have the right product. But no, okay. that wasn't a huge, that wasn't a struggle for me. And if somebody wanted to actually do your mentorship program, what does the mentorship program So the program mentorship program them? is a six-month program. And I work with individuals mm-hmm. throughout, this, throughout the six months. And if you have any questions, any concerns, so the bank will ask you, I feel like they wanted to know everything about you down to your, your blood type almost. <laughs> so exactly. Um, so just having somebody, I know like I appreciate my mentor so much. When I was first going through the process, I had a mentor and I worked with him all the time. I would text him, I would email him, I would call him just to ask different things and having that go-to person who's been through the process, who mm-hmm. knows the in and out who has a, you know, good standing investments 
people need that. So because I am, you know, well versed right. in this now, I've done this for some years now. I'm just trying to help other people. I would love to see our community get more investment property, create more passive income, create real exactly. wealth, not living paycheck to paycheck. So sometimes you need help and it's okay. Going through it by yourself, you may encounter a lot of obstacles and spend a lot of unnecessary money. So I actually saved a lot of money with my mentor. So yes, I did pay my mentor, but the money that I paid him was well worth it. Trust me, I saved money by paying him. (laughs) So it's more like you're holding a hand through the process and making sure they have a clear understanding of what they're doing with their investment. And so if they had any issues with like getting funding or possibly like saving, um, I think it's typically 20 to 25 percent that you need. Also, teach house hacking where you don't have. So investment properties, the bank wants you to put down 20 percent. But I also teach house hacking in my mentorship program. So to save you some money with Mm -hmm. that as well. So you don't have to put down 20 percent. Okay. so with your property, did you use one house hacking? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so the mentorship is like, it's just a more intimate experience. I mentor them for six months and I help just to push them towards their real estate goals while navigating through the ownership property. So I don't just leave you once you get a property because you'll be, still be stuck like, okay, I got this property now. What am I supposed to do? So even I'll help you get the property. And then even after you get the property, I'll work with you to tell you, you know, how to stay afloat, how to manage it, how to make sure you're going to be okay for the long term. Right. And then with your pictures, when you were posting for your particular property, did you take the pictures yourself or did you hire somebody? Mm-hmm. To I'm take a the good picture taker. For the, so property? I have a, the iPhone Max 10. What is it? The newest phone. <laughs> so yes, my pictures are really good. So I take my own picture. So and I do not need that. You're like, girl, I'll need <laughs> yes. all that. Okay, I'm saving all my and money, period. A, um, somebody else that I mentor, they were interested in putting their house on the market. So I actually went and took their picture. For them. So I do different things like that. So if anybody is interested in anything related to real estate investing, you need somebody to do just the smallest thing. Reach out to me. If I can't do it, I'm pretty sure I know somebody who I can refer you to. But I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm very hands on right. and I, I'm passionate about real estate investing. So it doesn't bother me. People ask me questions all the time, starting my DM, asking different things. And I love that because I'm really interested in real estate. So that does not bother me. And before you got into investment, did you seek expert mm-hmm. advice? I know you took the Land Over Labels class, but did you read any books that helped so with real estate investment? So what I used to do my first, like before I went and purchased my second property, when I said I was in like the learning phase where I kind of was scared, not really ready yet, but I was very interested. What I used to do on my way mm-hmm. to work in the morning, I would listen to podcasts. Like Bigger Pockets is a really good podcast to check out. Susan Lasseter has a Definitely. good book out as well that I've, I've read. And Bigger Pockets has a book about real estate investing. It's about, I think the book is called like No Money Down by Bigger Pockets. That's a really good book to check out. Mm-hmm. Just teaching you ways where you're not, you're not putting out a lot of your cash because what you want to do is keep as much cash of your own as possible. I teach how to leverage credit. Use your credit. Credit is power and keep your cash on hand. So different exactly. little techniques. But yes, I definitely listen to podcasts on my way to work, on my way home from work. That helps a lot. That's what I do. Yeah. I, <laughs> I look, I try to listen to at least one or two podcasts each day. So I feel like I'm learning something. If I don't listen to one or two podcasts, yes. I at least try to look at a YouTube video 
about something that is like informative. But I know for sure, Bigger Pockets is like one of those that every every like real estate yes, investor always talks about Bigger Pockets. <laughs> so they like <laughs> they are the and you can also join estate. like little hangout so, groups. So that's what I did too when I was kind of first started. If there's an app that you can get. They have like local real estate investing groups that meet up from time to time and they just talk about real estate stuff. So check those out. That's another good thing. Like meeting people, networking will definitely help you. It'll get you a long way. I want to say the app is called Hangout. Yeah, definitely try to find some local groups. Okay. So with those, have have you actually gone to any of those local groups or did you just look? (laughs) I'm one of those people. You know me what? too. I'm, I'm an introvert. Trust me, I'm an introvert. I am okay, too. But in order to get where you have to be, you have to get outside of your box. No cut cards around it. If you want to stay stagnant, you want to be in the same place you were last year. So get out of your box. Yes. And I tell people this Look all the time. Here. I'm definitely an introvert. I'm shy. Like, I don't like to talk to people. Leave me alone. <laughs> but I had to get out of that. I'm not like that. <laughs> anymore. I try to venture out. But all of these people that come to the group, they're, sometimes they're by themselves. Sometimes they have like a friend or there's significant other with them, but it's okay. Everybody's in there trying to learn, so it'll be okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> you accountability partner. Yes. You go and talk, and then yes. I'll just come over there and talk after <laughs> yes. you start the conversation, okay? So how do you stay motivated while being an motivated investor? How do I stay motivated while being an investor? Good question. I don't know. I like <laughs> This isn't something that I'm forced to do, so... I'm passionate about this. So it's, right. I know the motivation comes easy and seeing these checks come in, that's enough motivation as well. Yeah. I don't know. I like helping. I like helping people. So when I got my first, Jessica was so appreciative. She made me feel so good. Like I know that I've helped her having this cute salon space has helped her, you know, gain more clientele, give her a more professional look. Right. She's running her own. She does her own thing. She's her own CEO. So she's doing her thing and to be able to help somebody get in that right. position because I'm not physically in there doing hair. She is. So I don't know. That just makes me feel good being right. able to help people. And even my tenants are very appreciative. They're like, Brianna, thank you so much for allowing me to stay here. You know, they're, they're all just very appreciative. And I think I like that. I really like that. Are you one of those landlords that give out the yes. little, um, what is that, welcome <laughs> gift when you uh, first? Yeah, because just so they appreciate me, I appreciate them. So I definitely give like little gifts. They got a, my tenants got Christmas right. gifts. They got a welcome gift. So yes, I am that person. I'm that landlord. I'm super nice. Yes. <laughs> Look at me. I need to come live over there because I don't think I got any so gifts. So you guys are wrong landlord. Yes. <laughs> I feel some type of way. No, I take care of exactly. my people because it'll come back. It comes back to you, trust Absolutely. me. And people, when they know that their landlord is going to take care of them, their landlord is not going to let them stay in a house that's the water is leaking or the toilet's messed up and they're just not doing anything when they know mm-hmm. that you're there for them, you're going to help them, you know, live a good life. They're appreciative and they respect you and they make, that may keep your tenant there longer than anticipated. So say if somebody only signed a year lease, they may extend that lease. I've already had my tenants asking me, can you extend my lease for a few years? Like years? Okay. Yeah, certainly. You know, so thank, the little things matter. And that's a little thing. Those gifts probably cost me all the way $15 or so for a long-time tenant. Right. So that's definitely well worth it. 
Agree. And when you live somewhere that you enjoy, you will recommend that to your friends and your family when they're looking for a property in that particular area. Mm -hmm. You'll be like, okay, look, going over here, they're going to get you all the way together. Because I hear so Mm -hmm. many terrible stories. Like when I was renting my condo, the landlord was complete trash. Okay. Like (laughs) it was just, it wasn't a good experience at all. I was just ready to move out of my property and just move into my own place Mm -hmm. because it was just too many rules and regulations like when I first moved into my unit they didn't even give me like a condo manual basically giving me the rules and bylaws so I had like put like a what is that a doorbell camera on the outside of my unit and then they were like oh yeah you gotta take it down but I asked their consent before I even put it up there and they said it was okay but I guess some other unit owners must have said something about it and they were like oh well that's out of condo compliance but I'm like okay me as my as your tenant you're supposed to inform me of these yeah. things before I even pay my money to get it done and of course my alarm system was they were willing to do everything oh, that's and take good. it down for free without charging me so that was so you do have to be careful like with condos so you have to be careful with condos but in those HOAs yes. homeowners associations they will get you they don't like they want you, they want you to ask them for anything that you on, on the ex, exterior wise, yeah. Exactly. Let me tell you, and I learned that I learned that lesson very hard because mm-hmm. I'm like, look here, I'm renting. And it's from like, y'all. okay, y'all, I'm not renting from the yes, condo people. All that money. So y'all you just have to, to put me together. Everything. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you, at this point, you need to pay me if I have to do all this. <laughs> Agreed. Like where I live at now, currently it's a townhouse, but Good. I don't have those type yes. of issues anymore. It's my house. You know, we'll have those issues. So that's a blessing all in itself. So if the listeners want to get yeah, in contact so if you, want to reach out to me, my website is www.thebeberry.com. You can also follow me on Instagram. My Instagram name is thebeberry underscore T-H-E-B-B-E-R-R-Y underscore. And then from that page, there's also a link to the beauty bar. So if you want to check out the beauty bar, see what it looks like. There's pictures up online on my Instagram page. And the beauty bars page is the beauty bar underscore by B Berry. So check us out. And the last question I'm going to ask you, the what area of in Baltimore, Baltimore City is, is the literally bar located like in? Not even eight minutes from the Baltimore Harbor. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a very populated area right across the street okay. from the Safeway. There's a CVS on the corner, liquor store on the corner. It's a restaurant like a few doors down. So when I said, when I get a property, I've analyzed the area. That was another thing that attracted me to this property is that kind of like an eat, play, work area. So you, there's a lot of traffic. Yep. Okay, cool. Would they have a hard time looking for parking? Um, is this like so DC? there's street, there's street parking. There. And then we do have a parking <laughs> lot in the back. So I am having a grand opening event for the beauty bar. It was scheduled for April 11th, but the pandemic corrupted okay. it. So stay tuned. Follow me for once they release us to open up our doors again. <laughs> I will set a new date for our <laughs> event, but it will definitely be an event you do not want to miss. We're going to have a lot of vendors there. So a lot of networking, mm-hmm. a lot of people selling stuff, and just a whole nine yards. It's going to be a huge event. So I'll definitely post more info as it becomes available to me and i'll definitely look for that and i'll i know last time you were collecting like donations and stuff if you were unable to attend yes i'll post the tickets the, the tickets are free time but around, i have an option if you want to donate you definitely can i definitely appreciate all the people who have donated okay. thus far or people that want to donate 
is well appreciated. This is a new business venture for me. It did take a lot of money. This was a full gut out. This my my location did not look anything like it does now when I first purchased it. So I did fix it up and put a lot of money into it. And there's also a lot of money that went into the grand opening event. They have to get rescheduled, so I'm shifting a few things around. But we're definitely gonna know it's gonna be a bigger event now versus what it was going to be at first. So I have more time, and yes, it's gonna be a hit. So definitely look out for that. And I'll repost okay. it once you post it on your page and get <laughs> yes, all the and details on my page. Like if you're a business owner yourself or and you're a girl boss, you have some products or you have services that you do, and you're interested in being a vendor at my event, I had over 100 tickets that were obtained when I did post the event. So there's going to be a lot of traffic on that day. So if you want to get your business out there, let me know. You can be a vendor. Slide in my DM. Let me know. And I'll send you the information over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. So y'all heard it here about the grand yes. opening. It's to be announced. And if you guys want to follow her, she's already dropped her handle. But if you didn't get the handle, guess what? It's going to be in my description. And you guys can just yes. go from the description, we have, click on it, and it's going to take you directly to I her I was going to say, we, we're having complimentary Again, I just makeup wanna, um, go ahead. there. I have somebody I that's doing lashes in there. I have people that's bringing food, dessert. So this is going to be a big event. And y'all know y'all need to find yeah. somebody that know how to do all the nines, okay? Because trying to go to this place, to this place, to this place, to this place, just to get services yeah. done for yourself is shop. too much. Just say your gas. Just go one place. <laughs> Period. Exactly. <laughs> so I want to thank you for coming on today and sharing your area expertise and just sharing with us your experience about real estate investing. Thank you so much for having me. And how you got started. I appreciate you reaching out and doing this podcast with you. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Talk to you later.